and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. What prompts God to make exceptions to the rules? Uncover the mystery and find the answers that will move the hand of God to bring deliverance and move mightily on your behalf. Listen as the Archbishop draws us into the mind, power and will of God for our life of abundance. Be inspired to develop capacity in your prayer life by joining this year's 100 Days of Global Prayer. Receive your prayer guide today at ndwministries.org. Be the exception to the rule with this sermon for you. Be empowered as you listen. I find out that great nations and great churches and individuals and powerful servants of God and women of God have missed the timings of God and have missed God. And one of the reasons for which Jesus was crucified, even though he had to be crucified because it was his mission to be crucified, he had to go to the cross. He had to die. He had to hang on the cross. He had to share his blood be buried and resurrected on the third day and ascended for you and I to have victory and dominion over the adversary. Amen. But you got to understand that the reason why the Jews refused to accept Jesus was because of the rules or the law of Moses. There were people who were used to working by the rules that they were inflexible. Are you hearing me, somebody? You, you can't put God in a, in a box God can do anything he pleases because he's, uh, he's God by himself. Are you hearing me, somebody? Uh, one minute God will be going this way and another minute he chooses to change directions. And you got the Bible said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the mature sons of God. Say amen. And we got to understand that if you want to walk with God, you got to seek relationship than the rules are you hearing me somebody the, the rules are necessary the rules are important the rules are good but God is seeking for men and women that will seek a relationship with him than just following the rules because God is sovereign and he can change the rules as he pleases him hallelujah somebody because he's sovereign, he makes exceptions to the rules. And he chooses to bless who he wants to bless. The Bible said, I will have mercy on whom I will. He said, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. The Bible said, it's not him that willeth, nor him that runs, but God that soweth mercy. Somebody lift up your hands and shout mercy. Ah, I don't know about you, but I need mercy every day. Ah, the Bible said, for the steadfast love of the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. The Bible says his mercies never comes to an end. They are renewed every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Is anybody hearing me? Say yes. Ah, if you feel like you have been left out today and you have exhausted today's mercy, go to sleep for there is fresh mercy awaiting you tomorrow morning. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say yes. 
So I want to talk to you about exceptions to the rules. Mm. Hallelujah. Uh, I've, I've walked with God just for 30 years uh, and, and I've come to the conclusion that God makes exceptions to the rules. He does anything he chooses to do because he's God all by himself. And, and, and what I'm about to tell you will bring you to a place in your walk with God that you will not judge nor condemn anybody. See, the reason why we judge people and the reason why we decide who God can use and who God can't use, the problem here is when we go to heaven, there's going to be a lot of surprises. Because there are all kinds of, hallelujah, folks that you never thought would make it to heaven that you're going to be surprised to see them in the bosom of the Father when we get up there to heaven. Amen? Can I talk to you? I talked to you yesterday about the woman that suffered from an issue of blood and how that the laws and the rules in those days, according to the law and the rule of Moses, she wasn't supposed to come into public. And for 12 years, she couldn't touch her man, wouldn't, do it, wouldn't have anything to do with a man and can't cook for her. Husband, if she was married in those days, was a rule by the law of Moses that when a woman had a cycle that she couldn't uh, have anything to do with a man, she couldn't cook for her man, and she wasn't allowed to come into public against it was against the rule. And then, apart from that, also she wasn't allowed to touch the priest. It was a very difficult situation, and she wasn't allowed into the temple. So for twelve years, she couldn't come into the temple. And, and everybody in those days except Jesus operated by the rules. So the woman needed somebody because the very law that was supposed to protect her was going against her. Are you hearing me somebody? Uh, the very word that had to protect her was going against her. And she needed somebody who had the authority. Are you hearing me somebody? To make exception to the rules for her. Is anybody hearing me? And it was only Jesus who was in the position to make exception to the rules. None of the priests of those days, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the, the sad to see folks. Pharisees, the, the far to see the truth folks. And the scribes and all these individuals, none of them were willing and ready to make any exception for her because of the rules. So she needed somebody who was ready to make exception. Are you hearing me, somebody? To the rules. And, and, and so she came to town against the rules. It, what she did was against the rule. And she could have been stoned if she hadn't pressed through to touch. Now you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there were so many people touching Jesus. He was surrounded. Everybody was touching him, but nobody touched the hem of his garment. Because the power was not in the garment, it was resident in the hem of the garment. Because the oil flows from the top of Aaron's hair, and it flows down and settles at the hem of the garment. And they were touching him everywhere, but she went to where the power was. Are you hearing me, somebody? It was settled 
at the hem of his garment. She knew that the only way she could go back home alive and not be stoned because she had violated the rules was to get Jesus' attention. And she had to have his attention to go back home alive because she had broken the rules. And then a priest, even when her cycle had ended, when the issue of blood ceased, she needed a priest to declare her whole for her to be allowed into the temple and to be accepted in public. And none of the priests of those days will make the exception for her because of the rules. It had to take somebody like Jesus. Because you see, there are two ways to interpret the word of God. You either interpret the scriptures by the law of the letter of the word or by the spirit of the letter of the word. Now, the law of the letter says that you stick with the rules irrespective. You got to go with the rules. No mercy. No compassion. No justice. No love. You violate the rules. You face the consequences. The spirit of the letter is justice, mercy, and love. And the woman that was caught in adultery when she was brought to Jesus, she, according to the rules, she had to be stoned to death. And they reminded Jesus of the rules. But Jesus said, mm -mm, exception to the rules. In this situation, I choose mercy and justice because it takes two to commit the sin of adultery. And even though in the eye of the law of the letter, she was supposed to die because she was in violation, according to the spirit of the letter, it was injustice to stone one person when it takes two to commit the sin and let the other go. So Jesus said, by the law of the letter, she's liable. By the spirit of the letter, is injustice to stone her. Is anybody hearing me? Ah, don't look at me with that New York look. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Say, I hear you. So Jesus said, you are liable. You violated the rules. But under these circumstances, I would rather have mercy than punishment. And Jesus said, you can go, woman, and sin no more. Matthew the 15th chapter. Somebody say the devil is a liar. Somebody say God is here. Matthew the 15th chapter reading from the 25th verse. Mm -hmm. Then came she and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. Amen. Say exceptions to the rules. Exceptions to the rules. Jesus said the son of man came to seek 
and to find the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Not the house of the Gentiles, but the house of Israel. Before the cross, the assignment was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And this was a woman of Canaan. This was a woman that had no covenant with God. Jesus called her a dog. Because in those days, anyone who was out of the covenant of Israel was considered as a dog. That's why when David went to Goliath, he took stones. Because in those days, you killed dogs with stones and sticks. He took a stone. And when Goliath saw him coming with stones, he said, am I a dog? Why are you treating me like a dog? And David said, you are uncircumcised, so you are a dog. You don't have a covenant with God. It don't matter how tall and high you look like. I can take you down because I have a covenant with the living God and you don't have a covenant. And it doesn't matter what your looks are. You don't stand a chance. Is anybody hearing me? Somebody say, talk to me. And so the woman of Canaan came to Jesus and said, I need help for my, my child. My baby is dying. I need a miracle. I need you to help my child vex with the devil. Jesus looked at her in the eye and said, according to my mandate, my assignment, my job description, I am not allowed to help you. I can't help you. The only way you can be helped is for me to go to the cross and share my blood. And until my blood is shed, you can't be helped. And the woman looked at him in the eye and said, you don't understand. This is the only child I have. And I'm losing this child. I must have this miracle. I cannot wait till you go to the cross. It, is, it will be too late. By the time you go to the cross, my, my baby would die. I need a miracle and I must have it now. Are you hearing me, somebody? There is a time in one's life that you just got to make the transition. Are you hearing me, somebody? The woman said, all hell has broken loose and there is no other. She said, Jesus, you are the only chance my baby has. And I can't wait for you to go to the cross. It will be too late and I know it is in your power to make this thing happen. Jesus said, girl, you don't understand The mandate don't allow me to help you. I can't do anything about this situation. It's like an ambassador sent to represent his country in the United States. And, and you run into trouble and you are from that particular country. The, the ambassador can help you to an extent depending on what the issue is. If it is if it's an issue that affects security matters of this country, the ambassador cannot intervene. As soon as it touches certain rules and laws, the ambassador needs to back off. Are you hearing me, somebody? And this was a very difficult situation. And she wanted Jesus to help her. And Jesus said, Kel, you don't understand the situation as it is now. I can only help the household of Israel until after the cross. Now, you can only come in after the cross. But right now... The anointing and the power and everything I've given is for the house of Israel. So you got to wait until I go to the cross. I can't help you. Anyway, you are a dog. 
How do you tell a woman losing her only child? How do you call a woman losing her only child who comes to you for help, a dog? That will be in the front pages of our newspapers today. If Jesus was alive and was preaching here tonight, going to be on the front page. Are you hearing a breaking news on CNN? How can you do that? That is sensitivity. But the fact of the matter was that Jesus said it. It's in your Bible. Amen, somebody. And I expected the woman to be mad, to be angry. But she said, yes, Lord, true. I'm a dog. I don't have a covenant with God. And I have come to seek help from God when I have no relationship with him and I don't know him. I recognize my limitation. I recognize who I am. I'm humble enough to admit and to accept the fact that I'm a dog. But notwithstanding, even the dog eats of the crumbs that falls out of the master's table. Are you hearing me? Somebody lift up your hands and say yes. And the Bible said when she recognized she was humble enough. It's a humility. It's one of the signs of maturity. The ability to admit your mistake is a sign of strength and maturity. When I see folks that are arrogant and proud and never say I'm sorry and never admit they are wrong, it gives me an indication that you are an amateur. Are you hearing me, somebody? I was dealing with a situation where a husband and a wife came to see me and, and the wife, the man said she has never apologized since we married for years. She said, I don't know how to say I'm sorry. And she said, if I, the day I say I'm sorry, it will kill me. I said, what's going to kill you, baby? She said, I just don't know how to say I'm sorry. And I said, he's going to walk away and leave you all by yourself and you can keep your pride. Are you hearing me, somebody? And I said, just say, I'm sorry. She said, I can't do it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of arrogance and pride, come out of here. Stubborn spirit, loose And for the first time, they went home. He called me the next day. He said, you won't believe it for the first time. For over 20 something years, she apologized. It's, it's sickness. And the problem with folks in church is the fact that we are not humble enough to accept and to admit truth. We want to cover everything up. This is a generation that you got to choose your words correctly. You, have, you, you must have some PR skills. You got to know what to say to turn them on. You got to know what to say and what not to say and how to say it and sugarcoat it. But Jesus didn't sugarcoat anything. He just said it the way it is. God does not suggest things. God commands us. Are you hearing me, somebody? God is not negotiating with anybody. He tells you as it is. He said, I said before you life and death. Choose life that both you and your house may live. She admitted and said, true Lord, true Lord. True, true, true. I'm a dog. And that freaked Jesus. Are you hearing me, somebody? 
Now you got to understand something here that she worshiped him. She worshiped Jesus. Now, now we praise God for what he has done, but we worship him for who he is. She said, I don't know God. I don't know your God. I'm not a believer of Elohim. I'm not a believer of the God of Israel, but I'm still going to acknowledge you as God anyway. And, and Jesus saw her faith and she said, no, I have never seen this kind of faith, not in Israel. Do you realize that most of the people that Jesus healed and experienced the wonders of God were people outside of the household of faith? Most of the people Jesus said have great faith were, were folks outside of the church. And most times you find folks outside of the church believing God than church folks. Anytime you see in the Bible, in the days of Jesus, when Jesus talked about great faith, great faith, it had to do with Gentiles, unsaved folk, sinners. Not the seed of Abraham. So there are folks sitting in church, and the fact that you sit in church don't mean you have faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you can sit in church and hear everything and not hear the word. Is anybody hearing me? Say yes. And the Bible said that Jesus paused. And immediately he had to talk to head office. He said, Father, I have a situation here. According to the first phase of the assignment, I'm to seek and to find the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I have a difficult situation here. It's outside of my mandate. I'm not authorized to deal with this situation. I need permission. And the father said, go ahead. The father said, the father said, this kind of faith you can't turn down. Are you hearing me? Some exception to the rules. Is anybody hearing me? The father said, she needs her miracle and she must have it now. It will be too late by the time you get to the cross and share your blood. So you can bring her in now by faith. Are you hearing me, somebody? She came in before time. She was giving something she wasn't ready for. She wasn't qualified for according to the rules. Exceptions to the rules. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hear me, somebody. Favor qualifies you. Favor will qualify you for what you are unqualified for. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to, I said favor will qualify you for what you are unqualified for. There are so many things I have that if it was by the rules, I would never have had it. And I came to tell somebody that the rules disqualifies you. But God is making exception for somebody this year. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. I came to prophesy that God is making exception for somebody this year. If you believe me, lift up your hands and shout, yeah. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit 
NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.